Hi, this is Carrie Brownstein. This is DJ Premier. This is Darren Aronofsky. You got the Rizzo right here. Rose McGowan. Right here. Aisha Tyler. Tribe Called Quest. Fred Armisen. Prince Paul. Javier Munoz, Seth Meyers. Frankie Cosmos. Flying Lotus. Hi, we're Haim, and you're listening to the Talk House Podcast. Ow! What's up? What is up? I'm Elia Einhorn. Welcome back to the Talk House Podcast. Today I'm joined from Chicago by... Josh Modell, what's up, Elliot? Hey, man. You just got back from South by. How was South by Southwest this year? It was delightful and exhausting. And every year I say I won't go back. And then every year I go back. (laughs) Well, thank you for being there for us. We recorded a fantastic talk that we'll be running in the weeks to come here on TalkHouse Podcast. But today we have a very cool show that was actually recorded at a different festival. This is Mike Kinsella. He of American Football and Owen in conversation with Manchester Orchestra's Andy Hull. Yeah, it was an awesome conversation. It took place during the Tomorrow Never Knows Festival, which is this cool festival in Chicago in January when everything else is kind of dead in Chicago. These folks put on this festival. They invited us to do a talk. We did it live at this amazing new venue called Sleeping Village. And not only did the live audience get a conversation with Andy and Mike, but they also get a couple of songs from each guy. So it it was a real treat. It was a really fun day. Totally, Josh. Typically on the podcast here, we'll play clips of each artist to begin the episode. Well, we're going to eschew that today because the guys are going to be performing right at the top of this episode. Now, Mike and Andy are old friends. They've toured a bunch together and they are big fans of each other's music. Yeah, it was a really funny dynamic. You know, the reason this episode existed is because we asked Mike who he might want to talk to and flew Andy in. And it turns out that they toured together way back when Manchester Orchestra was was barely a thing. So Andy, who's now in this band that's that's pretty huge, was a huge fan of Mike's and they were, you know, playing to 30 to 50 people a night, playing acoustic and and I think it's interesting to see their career trajectories, both of which are are pretty fascinating. It's been amazing to watch, man. Manchester Orchestra have released five studio LPs. Their most recent was A Black Mile to the Surface. This is an indie band out of Atlanta, Georgia. And there's a couple things I really love about this band on top of their music, Josh. One is that they co-run their own label, Favorite Gentlemen. Also, that they have their own music festival called The Stuffing, which is held each year in Atlanta in late November around Thanksgiving. Yeah, and Andy Hull and his Manchester Orchestra kind of musical partner, Robert McDowell, did the music for the 2016 film Swiss Army Man. And if you look closely, you also see Andy in the movie very briefly. And uh, in case you forgot, Swiss Army Man, great movie starring Daniel Radcliffe as a farting corpse. (laughs) How could I forget, Josh? I never thought I'd see Harry Potter in such a situation. (laughs) Well, one thing that I learned in this talk is that Andy actually grew up covering Owen songs. It's always interesting to see who from what band is interested in what other band. Like, you wouldn't necessarily guess that the guy who's in this big, emotional, almost kind of arena rocky band, and I don't mean that in a bad way. No, but they've got a huge sound. Yeah, they're, they're huge. Who would, would sort of love this very quiet, intricate Owen music? Now, Mike's story is obviously really interesting. For people who don't know, he is a Chicago guy who's been in a bunch of bands, including, you know, these sort of spasmodic uh, rock bands like Cap and Jazz. When he plays solo, most of his career has been under the name Owen. But he put out a record a long time ago with American Football, a band that sort of then disappeared. But in their absence, they got much, much bigger. And they reformed a few years ago and all of a sudden are playing in places that are, you know, literally 50 times as big as they would have been playing in before. This is a jawbreaker story, man. 
Yeah, right? And, and Neutral Bill Cotel in a way, where like totally. the band goes away and only gets more and more popular. So since reforming, American Football has recorded two more records. The third one, they're all called American Football, so they call this one LP3, comes out this week. And it's fantastic. It's as good as anything he's ever done, and he's been making music for 20 years. I'll also note that Mike is part of Chicago's infamous indie Kinsella family that, that includes his brother Tim and his cousin Nate. Those are guys that you'll associate with, of course, Captain Jazz, as you mentioned, but also Owls, Joan of Arc, and so many more. Yeah, absolutely. The The list goes on and on. And funnily enough, Mike mentions in the podcast that the one band of his brothers that he wasn't in, Make Believe, is the one that he really loves. <laughs> well, the guys mention a lot in this podcast. We hear about their ever-evolving songwriting chops and philosophies. Yeah, and they're both dads, so they talk about how that changes both creativity and touring. We also get the inside scoop on what exactly went down at that craziest Owen show ever. Yeah, and careful listeners will get to hear a cover of a very, very, very popular song. So uh, <laughs> listen closely. Should we roll the tape, man? Yeah, let's hear it. Before the guys start talking, the first thing you'll hear is Andy Hull playing Manchester Orchestra's The Gold, which is a fantastic song. Hi, Mike. Hi. How are you? Hi. I'm cool. We figured it, we would just feel more comfortable talking after we played. We're not going to speak to each other until the final note. <laughs> You're just going to watch me. I <laughs> watch the wall. Out of home stake, and I'm trying to translate you again. 
That's pretty good. <laughs> it was sad. <laughs> uh, me and Andy played shows together years ago. It was uh, many years ago. Many years ago, and it was. I think I headlined. Wow. Meaning, I mean, we were playing like thirty people every night. <laughs> I played last. Well, he would request not to play last most nights, and so the the tour was me and and Kevin Devine and I did and Mike and Mike was clearly the most popular person on the tour. There's no, thirty I'm, people every night. At some nights, I was there. and the other nights there were a lot more. Um, and Mike would come in a few nights and go like. I don't feel like playing last. Can I go first? And we would say, no, no one's going to stay if you leave. <laughs> the way I remember it <laughs> uh, is I, yeah, I mean, I guess I remember it exactly the same, but I don't remember actually having the balls to We never let say, you go last. <laughs> you okay. would ask. I mean, cool. we never let you go first, obviously. Um, I just remember like having to play after you and Kevin and just needing to drink. Like, oh man, <laughs> these guys are like singular voices. Yeah. And feeling stupid, and now it's hitting me all over again. <laughs> as even as a grown man, we were just kids then, and now. <clears throat> Love is not enough. We need some money. I can see how some guys give up How good apples go bad If you pick a place, I'll go there Near or far, I don't care Pick your poison and we'll share Cheers to us May we find a place in heaven That doesn't flood when it rains We're a long ways from London In some ways we're still there I etched our names on a northbound train And left our lust to wander Sloan Square When the babies won't stop crying And leaving ain't an option now I can't remember the last time we touched Love is not enough Thanks. Good God. I love that song. It's inspired me to play a song um, that I wasn't going to play. You should play that song. You can probably sing it better.
someone will If you don't love me, someone will I'm afraid that I've wasted my entire life Play one more, and then we don't have to play anymore. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> I we should, always feel, we should take this on the road. Don't you feel like um, when Henry Rollins started doing spoken word stuff? Very he, rarely do I feel like Henry Rollins. Go on. <laughs> wow, only when, is, only when I'm wearing really swim cool trunks. So far, <laughs> yeah. go on. I feel like Henry Rollins all the time. No, um, I feel like when Henry Rollins started doing spoken word stuff and and selling out venues, he must have been very relieved. Because he didn't have to scream and beat up Nazis. That's true. I think he enjoyed that. I do too. But I think if there's probably like one thing he would prefer to do, he'd probably like to to speak and do spoken word and beat up Nazis and not have to scream the whole time. That's my point. (laughs) That dude looks good naked. Yeah. In a way, I never will. They've seen me naked. Much more for us to be than see. And somehow, all of a sudden, I find myself struggling. These two lives are too much and not enough. I can see this childish need. For attention is the desperate act of a disappearing man. You better catch him while you can.
mess Past and present stitched together Perilously tethered I ain't fooling anyone Least of all me I'm calling in sick forever I'm calling bullshit on everyone This is a test And I'm failing it We're right, babe I love how you know me I know how you love me I know how you long for this song to end We did it. We did it. Hard part's over. Is that the hard part? Uh, you know, it's funny. Funny's not the word. I don't know. That, that's actually the easy part. That's like muscle memory. Uh-huh. I almost feel I can close my eyes. Yeah. You've never loved interviews before? <laughs> not before this one. Not before this one? This is the very first time that you started liking them? First time I've ever loved it. Yeah. <laughs> you? Um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. I usually, back in the day, I would say too much and I would like talk about what I, specifically what I thought a song, like I thought if someone asked me something like they really wanted they to wanted know, like detailed, the deepest, yeah. you know, thing. And then um, I kind of started to feel like that was ruining the meaning of songs for yeah. people. Um, and that, that I needed to- you tell them what to think or something? Totally. Maybe? And I felt like I sort of had to take my myself out of that a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, to let, however the song's gonna be. Uh, do you do all the interviews for the band? Nope, not all okay, of them. It's all... Yeah, but mostly, yeah. Most of the time it's... Um, just the ones that people read? Yeah, just the ones that people care about. Um, <laughs> those are the ones that I'll do. No, but stuff like, um, we did a premiere guitar, I think. They do like a rig rundown thing. Um, I was cool. like, I want nothing to do with that because... Do you care about that stuff? Are you a gear guy or...? No. Okay. I care about it. you have it. a match list? I don't. Okay. I, I play a DeVille. Um, oh, okay. I was just going to keep guessing. Yeah. You have a... Yeah. I, I use very little. Um, I think what I use is good because it sounds good to me, mm -hmm. um, but I've switched up very little live yeah. over the years. Um, but when they were doing it, they were coming to the show we were doing in Nashville, and I said, I can't do that because I'm not. I'm going to sound dumb talking to yeah. them about that, you know? Um, Robert, that my kind of partner in he's the in band, it. he's very good at it, um, at, at gear stuff and knowing gear stuff. Um, like, likes talking about it. So he, he likes, likes talking, talking about, about it. it. Yeah, yeah. Or he at least can. I don't think he likes talking to anybody about that stuff. He's very introverted. <laughs> <laughs> so I sort of threw him out to the wolves and he's having to explain mm -hmm. my pedal board. He's like, this asshole uses the, you know, the same three pedals for the yeah, last several any, years. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you ever use pedals with Owen shows? I don't we, remember you ever using. You know, when I first started playing, I tried to play long. I mean, this is obviously a long time ago. I recorded drums in my house and then burned a CD of the drum parts. This is like the first time. It, there was no name. It was just like uh, the band Ryan and Maria. Uh-huh, of course. I used to travel with them and just sell their merch. Uh-huh. Just for fun. I had nothing better That's to do. exactly. Yeah. I got started with a band called Color Revolt, selling their merch. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that, was my, that was my in. And you're like, yeah, it's more fun than not leaving home. Absolutely. So, that was it. Uh, they're like, oh, you should just play some songs before we play. So I wrote like six songs. I burned a CD of the drum parts. I hit play on my little disc man and then I play along to it. And I didn't like- oh, live. Live, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, cool. I mean, I just, I mean, it didn't sound good. Right. 
it didn't look cool. Right. And I decided not to do that anymore. <laughs> I was like, I'd rather, I, I was like tethered to a disc man in a way I didn't. So that was your first shows ever? That was it, as, first as ever, you, yeah. Before American <laughs> Football, like just. One of the songs was like an acoustic, me, just acoustic. Uh, I wrote, I, there's like some mathy version of, uh, what's it, the first song on Disintegration? Anybody know? Don't know. No. What's it called? Plain song. Yeah. So I just had some open tuning that I could just like kind of play the whole thing. You know, maybe it was six minutes of mm -hmm. <laughs> like, just like an open tuning. Yeah, it didn't work at all. Uh, it's nice that they asked you to play songs before. I had to beg to you play to, songs before. Uh, I had to like sell merch for two weeks and be like, please let me like play yeah. something. Um, Jokes on them. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> They're still friends. But I remember like, well, the first time I ever heard your music was a friend of mine when I was in high school showing me the American football record. And I think the very first Owen album with your face and this, well, which one was it? I can't remember I had which one. some faces on a, some of them. I but there's yeah. one where like oh, the like sun's blocking your face. Oh, that's the first thing. one. Yeah, that's, that's the very yeah. first one. So we're hearing that. And one after that had a little baby on it, like a, a baby, portrait of it. Little, yeah. And that's the one I really loved. And so I would play like Qdoba um, for a burrito and twenty-five dollars, and I would I would learn like the, oh cool like the worst versions of your songs. <laughs> Y'all know how good Mike is a guitar. He's got all the like thing, no, and like <laughs> I can't do that shit at all, um, <laughs> and I won't act like I can. So I would like learn the dumb. Yeah, but versions. you can sing it fantastic. So <laughs> well, you don't you. have to do it. Yeah. Um, I know. If I had, if we just like combined ourselves, if we combined ourselves, we'd the, yeah, we'd be really great. And we'd instead, John we're Mayer. both extremely mediocre. And no, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I would learn. I loved your lyrics and melodies from the beginning, so I would learn these sort of dumbed-down <clears throat> versions of those songs. Um, and so it was interesting for me. A couple years later, that was probably when I was sixteen, and then getting to meet you. At, I think I was twenty mm -hmm. um, when we went on that tour. There were many moments, it's something that like, I'm grateful that I'm friends with Mike still to this day because there's moments when you're 20 and you have no business being with people that you've respected since you were a kid in high school. Yeah, but did you respect me after meeting me? Of course I Not did. Not so much. Of course I did. <laughs> of course I did. But I, know. I also like, I remember, I have several funny stories from that tour, but one of them in particular, I was riding with you after a show to some place we were staying, I think in DC, we were all staying at the same house. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember saying to you, like, isn't it kind of crazy? Like, you really influenced me. And I, you know, you've, you're a huge part of like my song. Is that not weird to you that, you know, that I'm here and, and whatever? And he looked at me and just went, uh, yeah, right. I mean, it doesn't matter at all. Yeah. It's like, I, <laughs> he's like, he's like, I get it. You know, I get it. I mean, it. do yeah. I get royalties? Uh, right. <laughs> Hit me up when I get the royalties. But. It was very much that. It was like, no, I, I understand that you're a fan of it. It just doesn't make me feel weird at all. It didn't make you feel weird. And that's happened to me since where there's been some folks that have said like, mm. you know, that I've met to and you. friends with that have said to me, and I finally understand what you meant, that it wasn't yeah. weird that I... You were just doing what you did and then somebody likes it. That's that cool. was it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, my, yeah. So we did that tour and I only knew you as playing solo. Mm -hmm. And you just took over every room you had with your voice. And we were, I told you, like, your songs are like hymns, like the way, or it's like, it's very hymnal, like there's something uh, religious about him. Sure. Even if it's not, yeah. But I didn't even know, but you said your dad was a pastor. Yep. And your grandfather was a pastor. Yeah. There must be some weird thing there that happened. Yeah, um, dude, you fucking project. <laughs> you learn to project in a way that like, I mean, I feel like I have no business. I think I'm good at what I do mm -hmm. and I just make music in my kitchen and stuff. Um, 
And then, but I, there's people that like you and Kevin also, I'm like, this guy, these guys should be writing songs and like performing songs. Yeah. In a way that, yeah. I mean, I grew up playing in basements, punk rock, like in a way most people shouldn't be doing well, that. Well, that's another yeah. question I have for you. So like, and thank you. That's very sweet. Um, but like how you came from my earliest knowledge of your family and the, the music that you were making was like reckless, absolute crazy music. Like it was all, but, yeah. but also super, um, Ah, what's the word? That's my brother. You're talking about my brother. So. Roughly calculated, like it felt like there was. Well, there were things that were like supposed to happen at certain places, and they might just be off by just a second. <laughs> that's what made it so. Cool. That's what frustrated me. I want them to be on. So it I, was supposed to be on. Right. Yeah. So that's we failed. Yeah. My, no, I don't think it was a failure. I think, but my my curiosity is how did you kind of go? I'm going to be super vulnerable because there was something about mm. those records that. And still, your music is extremely vulnerable, and I am attracted to that. And I feel when I'm writing my own music, I try and tap into that level of vulnerability. What gave you the strength to kind of do that? I'll just interject. When you played that second song, I know your wife's here, and I was like, "Man, does she want to hear this?" <laughs> like, this is a different. Well, we'll get to this. Like yeah. how this, how no, your music that was about my works in your. No, oh yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, my wife didn't even come, so. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I felt the same thing about the song you played. I was, you know. Sure, she doesn't want to hear is the answer. Yeah, yeah, of um, course, that's the point. Yeah, the short answer. I don't know. I mean, I was, uh, I was like an untrained punk drummer, mm -hmm. but I was always into like I just like the Sundays and Velocity Girl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's what I would put on in the van touring. You know, what I mean, I was always into sort of like melodic, sort of pretty stuff. So, I mean, I think that's what like so like this. Uh, my I played in all my brother's bands and like. It was sort of like the yin yang of like I'm like let's just make it a little melodic and then he would, you know, Scream deconstruct it, yeah, everything totally. and yeah yeah. But I think like I, th I mean that's what I'm attracted to of those bands is like it's not all candy, which is what I tend to do. Like mm -hmm. everything resolves everything, um, and he would just I mean what he does professionally is deconstruct stuff and you know so like when we play together there's like it's in the middle and I think that's interesting. Yeah, well that's what makes it cool. I think it's that. The, the combination of those things. Um, but it's like you, the, joke, the joke from before where like it's just, it ends up being just mediocre because it's like not, <laughs> the people who want candy can't appreciate it and the people who want sort of chaos can't appreciate it either. So. I don't think that's true, it's but I understand audience. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what about the vulnerability? Also, you How was it like, was that the first time you started uh, writing songs, you're like, I'm spilling guts? You know, this is a thing, it's just what I thought music was. I, you know, mm -hmm. like I listened to The Cure, like it's like the heavy, and The Smiths, it's like the heaviest same. Sort of things, you yep. know, like the topics weren't, it wasn't like frivolous. It was like music, it was serious kind yes. of in a way that I didn't, that's how, that's how I view music. I don't, and kind I don't, of funny, like mixed in with that sure. stuff. There's like well, this weird little That was a defense thing though. Like I think uh -huh. originally it was just sort of like, oh, I'm going to write sincere songs. And then I played them live and I'm like, this sucks. It's not, it's really awkward. <laughs> so I think like I kind of diffuse it with hopefully... I don't. It's it's, it's a, you can go either way. It's like either like an, an like an obvious sort of joke or like mm -hmm. poke, or you can just say like the most sincere thing. You're like, holy shit, nobody would ever say that to somebody, right? And that sort of diffuses too because it's like it seems it's almost like impossible. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, that's how when I write lyrics, like it's not like a stream of conscience. Like it's like a it's it's like one line at a time. Like this has this has weight. This has weight. And Same. yeah. Yeah. I, I Is just, it ever stream of conscious? Do you ever like get in the zone and you start playing a song and then mm, it falls out? No. Never. Maybe that first song I played tonight would be the closest. Okay. Where it's sort of like love is enough. We need some money. I mean, it's just like really 
it just it sounds like a conversation, you know, well, that I've had. I, I didn't know if you and I were going to actually talk about lyrics, but I'm glad that we've gone here. I kind of figured okay. we'd talk about sports the whole time. <laughs> I was invited here to talk about <laughs> yeah. sports. Um, I was listening to some of these talk houses, and I was going like, man, these guys are like getting in deep. I don't yeah. know if we're going to like go there. Um, there's a, an epic story that you probably remember, maybe remember, uh, but it, it's traveled in circles when we were kids. Um, in high school, we all loved Owen, and Owen would always go on tour with bands that, like, it was confusing. Everyone was loud around you. Like, you mm-hmm. were never on an acoustic tour. I don't remember you ever coming through Atlanta on, like, a tour with other people who sounded like you. It was always, like, with me without you. Were you or... at that Masquerade show? So it... Robert, our guitar player, was. You, oh, this yeah. is the story, yes. <laughs> Anybody here familiar with the Masquerade story in Atlanta? Tell them how good this story is. It's like a terrible night of my life. Andy, Andy really enjoys it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, go, I'll start here. I love how he's somehow become the victim for the story I'm about to tell you. I wasn't at the show, so all I've heard is hearsay, um, and I w- will need him to fill in some of the details. Um, apparently, well, so I asked Robert this week, so I knew. So Robert is the uh, sort of my partner in the band and my, my, my dude, and so I was asking him, I was like, were you pissed off when that happened? He was like, no, it was that's what I'm wondering, like awesome. how it was received. No, yeah. he, because I, I remember lots of people were upset about it, um, but he, I mean, nobody was there to see me. Not lots of people. I mean, there's the, the 15 kids that were obsessed with your music that went to that show that night in 2004 were fuming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but here's why: Mike walked out and instead of playing any of his own songs, decided that he was going to play Jump by Van Halen on drums. That's, okay. See, you're, so, you glossed over the best history. part. I don't know. That this happened. Is just, this is hearsay. First, I played one song. Okay. <laughs> I drove like nine hours. I was following a bus by myself yep. in, a, in a hatchback. So it was just like, you know, they're getting a bus. They drove all night. Somebody yep. drove them. I'm like, I got to get there. I don't get a sound check. Whatever. I jumped on stage. I think like a security dude didn't like, I, he wouldn't let me park my car, whatever. Yes. Long story, Which long makes day. makes sense for the masquerade in Atlanta, an absolute nightmare sh- of a venue. The shortest version is uh, I played one on song, like, this is not fun. Like, it's like a big room was for, I was first of four, so there's three other bigger bands after me. So there was drums set up, and I'm like, okay, so the funniest thing I've ever done is I played an Owen song on drums and sang. <laughs> okay. So just like, really like, halftime, like, but no other music. That's it. No, right. no, no tracks or anything. Just like, just the fucking drums. I thought it was hilarious. It was, yeah. It was great. Yeah. And then uh, some dudes I was traveling with, uh, friends from other bands came out, all their gear, and they thought it was funny. And then they knew Jump. We're like, what songs do you know? Okay, let's, so we did Jump. And, yeah. and then like, but it was like a it, long period of Jump. It wasn't like the five minute song. Or maybe the story's just grown extended, over the years. Yeah. So it was like an extended Jump. They knew the solos. And I mean, that was, was good, the yeah. set. That was it, yeah. yeah. I mean, what else? <laughs> yeah. So I always thought that Rob was upset about it. He was like, no, it was sort of like the most punk rock thing that I've ever seen. And I think it's it. fine. I think like uh, how, I'm, I mean, I guess I'm interested just like how, when you're playing shows, how much of it is for you and how much of it is for other people? And like, 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 that's, like I really was not having a good day and I'm like, I'd rather do that. I understand you know, that. I've been like watching these dudes in these bands set up all their fun gear all, you know, for a month. Yep. I want to play those drums. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah like, so like, are, is it for you or for them or is it 50-50 or like? I say like a, a I try and say a prayer before every show. Okay. To, um, do you believe there is a God? I do. Okay. And It's a different conversation. Go uh, on. Yeah. 
He wrote Jump. Specifically. <laughs> 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 I'm a fan of God's brother, though, Alex. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Um, New Testament. <laughs> My prayer is uh, just to, to recognize that this isn't actually about me, that the show is not about me, mm-hmm. and that there are people that have, have come to, to, to watch it. Every show you do this. I try to. Yeah. If I don't, if As I forget. As a band or just you? Just it's me. just personal. If I forget, it could be like in the porta potty at Bonnaroo at 110 degrees, <laughs> you know, like right before we go on stage. Just oh, I, I said that prayer. I have, yeah, to, that's... I have, I have sure. to throw the prayer in somehow. It's, yeah. it, it, it calms me in some way. Um, and it's, it's simple. It's not, I don't, you know, get on my knees. And it's just very simply like, let, just let me be grateful that I'm here and mm-hmm. be grateful that people are here. Mm-hmm. And regardless of how I feel about the show, because what I noticed is that when I got more and more frustrated with shows, I would hate certain shows I'd play. Some review would come out a few days later, our management would send us and say like, they said it was the greatest show of the festival or you know, or that it was an yeah. epic evening. And, and I realized that my opinion about my show actually doesn't hold mm. any validity. It doesn't matter. Um, as long as I am out there like trying the best that I possibly can, mm-hmm. I guess it doesn't. In my opinion, where I am now, in my head, it doesn't matter what I think about it. And so I'll be pissed off certain shows 15, 20 minutes after a set and mm-hmm. kind of have to cool myself down. But normally after like that- Like if you I, miss some details or something. Sure, or just yeah. something. Or, or you know, there's people in the front just looking at you. Just Dude, like, do you have this? You know, <laughs> it's like, how do well, I do those this? Those are like you know? festival crowds. And totally, stuff. but that's not fun to do. Our you know? general crowd, American football, is uh, it's like a bunch of dudes excited to be there that dragged their girlfriends there. Right. So the whole front row is like dudes, like the girls pinned up against the she's thing, just so like bummed. she's so yes, bummed, she's and so she had bummed. to get in the front row, and like she'd been there for hours, and the dudes in the back like watching yep. my hands, like yeah, yep, so excited. We just did a co-headline with um, this band from New Jersey called The Front Bottoms. They're mm-hmm. a great band, and but they're a totally different yep. band than us. And yeah. it's it's really, uh, I mean, awesome band, but it's got a party atmosphere to it mm-hmm. where we're sort of like, take it serious, yeah, yeah, yeah. cinematic yep. and kind of crushing, and you know maybe a little too dramatic, but whatever. It's what we do, um, <laughs> and we love it. So. Uh, <laughs> But there were, their fans are a little bit younger than ours, just by a couple of years, but they run up to the front of the stage. So yeah. there were nights where we would play last. Um, you on, alternate or is we would, it? It just depended on, really, we did it in a cool way where it just depended on who sold the most amount of tickets the last time we were in the city. Oh, cool. And then that's what it does. And, and it didn't matter, it was, it was cool. It's but like, there were those moments where we would play before them mm. and all of their fans, not all of them, but the first two rows of people who had yeah. come up to the thing, they're just, Absolutely. This cracks me up. That your band's huge of and popular. Here and loving yeah. it, but these twenty-five people in the front are bored, and you care about them. It you pray for me. them too. I'm not That's praying crazy. for anybody. <laughs> I'm praying for myself. That's insane. Um, no, it's not that I care about them, but you know what? It's why you, you know can't help it. it. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, help yeah. it. And so I think closing eyes. I look at security guys a lot. That's sort of where I spend most okay. of my time with my eyes. I took a. I took my daughter to see Paramore. I told you earlier, she's kind of like yes. a little bit robotic. Yep. In a cool way. But right. like, so she brought a friend and everybody, but you know, she obviously. Loves Paramore? She likes Paramore, or yeah. you love Paramore? I love Paramore. Yeah. <laughs> I was curious which way this went. But it's like, it was a big deal. And it was like, they came out and like, they finally came out and the, like the lights dim and it's like, 
like pyro whatever maybe and yeah. every explosion Massive. everybody's yeah it, it might have been pyrotechnics it might have just been everybody's hair dye <laughs> catching fire yeah <laughs> whatever it was like a, a huge thing like first song she had like the ear things on and then after the song I was kind of like that was awesome right like we had like kind of like cool seats and we're like mm-hmm. and she goes it's funny those guys don't move she was watching the security guys the whole time <laughs> like she didn't see Haley dancing or kicks or anything she was like, those guys don't move. That's funny. I'm like, you gave yeah, her that. Yeah. You, that's, that came from you. <laughs> yeah, that's, she can't, she can't yeah. help it. That's amazing. So you and her watch the security We guys. do. We watch security guys. I had a security guy one time in Toronto at the Opera House, um, which sounds a lot bigger and fancy than it is. Um, he was doing this. We were playing a song that was uh, sort of melancholy and started slow. And I saw the security guard looking at people in the crowd going like this, and this is gonna, isn't going to work for a podcast, but um, I'll explain what I'm doing after I do it. But he would look at the crowd and go, <laughs> what I'm doing oh for those listening is, taunting. Uh, is the, <laughs> how would like you describe this? It's the crying emoji. emotion. I have yeah. two fists up to both eyes and I'm shaking them back and forth. Um, and he was mocking. He was mocking the yes. fans. Um, That's insane. Totally insane. So I like got off mic and, and went down to him and was like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Like, start, yeah. start screaming at this guy during the show. Get out of here, yeah. That's your livelihood, yeah. Yeah, like, stop mocking the people who care about my band. If it's not what you like, I don't care. Just, you know, yeah. please, don't, don't be an asshole. So, um, anyways, it was Canada, so the guy had, like, all sorts of benefits, and he still works there. It didn't matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll be there for, he'll be there till he that dies. That was a show, like, yeah. some, a fan got on stage that show and stabbed you? <laughs> that, yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> um, I had an interesting moment. I keep having interesting moments with my daughter with the music thing, and I want to know a lot about that from you because we were mm-hmm. talking just... We had this whole thing. We like haven't seen each other in a minute, so we're trying to not talk to each other while we're hanging out backstage about to make what we could real. potentially talk about yeah. out here. We're doing like the Regis and Kathy Lee thing. Like, it's like, how's your kid? No, don't tell morning. me. I don't... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, but I've had moments where like the opening track on our last album was a song I wrote from my daughter's perspective to me as a toddler or as a baby. Um, and she knows it's about her. Her name's Maisie. The song's called The Maze. And there's been moments where that's been used in like some movies or commercials and stuff over the last couple of years. And I'll show it to her and there's just, of course, no interest at all. It's yeah, like, yeah, that's well, fine. You know. There will be. That's not, maybe. Yeah. You know, that's but pretty cool. I think right? so. I'm yeah. trying to tell it's her it's pretty cool. cool. Um, <laughs> She's it's not cool. interested at all. Um, well, she's four. She, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I know. Uh, but she gets that I'm on stage. She knows that like I am up, up here and I have a show. And she told me just a couple of months ago, she said, I have a great idea. Um, you write, I'll sing. I was like, who told you that? How did you like get that phrase? Because cool. you know, sometimes your kids come up with a phrase and you're like, yeah. you didn't come up with that. She's like, it came from me. Yeah. Like, I, I would like you to write the songs and I want to sing. Cool. Um, she doesn't know what that means. We haven't started a project yet. Um, <laughs> but what was it like for you? Because when we were last on tour together and I was a frantic, you know, neurotic 20-year-old asking you how to be married on tour and how that even works. Yeah. Um, how did that affect everything? I mean, it affects everything completely. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would, you know what I mean? I'm, what I would be, I, none of my bands, I mean, my bands are more popular now. It's coming to me later. So it's, it wasn't an option. I didn't have to like deny, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't have like resentment like, oh, I could have been right. on bigger stages if I didn't choose this family. It's like, I was just, I had a family and while I was making music part-time kind of, and then the other bands, 
became popular, but it's, it just, I mean, all of us have kids and jobs and stuff. So we just, I mean, it sucks. It's, it's like you, nobody's ever sort of satisfied. Like, I feel like, oh man, like I should play some more shows. And my wife thinks it's obviously easier when I'm home more. And, mm-hmm. and that's happening for every guy in our band. So everybody's having that, has that dynamic. So I don't know. Do you find that for me, I was kind of losing my inspiration mm-hmm. a, a little bit before kids. Like mm-hmm. I, around our a certain record of ours, a record Cope, mm-hmm. I felt like I sort of wasn't sure. I found it, but it took a while to like find it, why I was doing what I was doing. Yeah. I found that having kids has made me, when I'm working on stuff, it's made me more um, do you write, dedicated. Do you write, like, do you have a, uh, what's your process? Do you have like a set time? Do you know, like this, uh, Maisie go to bed and then you go and write or is no, it like? No, when she goes to bed, you know what happens when the kids go to bed, you're just like, oh God. Sex, yeah, it's all sex. It's all sex. <laughs> That's what they don't tell you. I don't know. It's all sex. If you guys, for the podcast, I'm just making the cry face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know exactly. You know how it's, it's it just is. Sex, man, um, nonstop. Um, no, that's the last thing I want to do. Yes, for personally, that's why is to write the only music. reason we can get to sports here is I have such guilt for how much I like sports, but it's like mindless and it's helpful. Like at the end of a day, yeah, it's like all. I'm just like I can pretend this matters for a while totally. and just like a shut off and, yeah. and a game and and just to kind of shut it off for a second. Mm-hmm. I feel like my mind's running. Always, mm-hmm. and so it's nice when that's sort of the moment. So what I do is I try and write songs during the day. It's just yeah. a nightmare. You when know? you're not touring or writing, I know you guys like you have ret- writing retreats like collectively and yep. stuff. Are you home all day? You're just like a dad mode, or mostly, yeah. yeah. Unless there's something to work on, I'm home and trying to just like Amy wants to go and and work out or, or needs to go Sounds run errands. Selfish. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, she's she's the worst. She wants I to mean, do stuff. Um, <laughs> She would like to do she stuff likes while I've been gone too? for a month. You Doesn't know, she um, know that you want to be creative then? Yeah. So what's great about it, what's great about her and, and specifically is that she understands that like, uh, I have to go away in order mm-hmm. to, to really dive into being sure. creative. So with our last record, we had, I realized that as being a dad, I was like, I'm never going to be able to like really write, write, write care about this thing unless I leave for at least a, a small period of time. I could yeah. do edits and and working on lyrics and melodies, but I have to go somewhere else to mm-hmm. get the structure to it. So we found this cabin in Asheville, North Carolina that we've used for the last few years. We just, yeah, we go up for a week or two and is everyone's it, away from the family. And You build out like a studio or is it just pretty crude like so we laptop? Hang, and- yeah, we hang a, a room mic from the chandelier. They got these real tall, like 30 foot ceilings mm-hmm. and, and it gives us the snapshot of it. The same one every time you've gone a couple of times. Yeah. The same cabin. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And and then we we, we don't have the details that yeah. you'd have if you're demoing it and trying to like do it. Because I hate yeah. that. I, I find that I go too weird when I try and demo stuff out. I care about it too much. Mm-hmm. It's like it, I should wait for that until the record happens. So you come like to the cabin, you come with songs. Yes. Ish. Mm-hmm. Songs-ish. So I go, I'm going up next Thursday and I have seven songs Ish. and 12 ishes. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah, I think, you know, I've got like seven things that I think, but yeah. also, sure. I don't know how it works for you, but there are times where I love a song and I bring it and the band starts playing it and it's like, oh, this is never going to work, you know? Like this song, we're going to have to... Are you still doing solo stuff? 
the uh, captain. What was it? Captain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right away, great captain. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Now I haven't done a record of that since 2012. Okay. That was supposed to be a trilogy that was done with, and I think what happened eventually was I, when I was so cre- creative and young and like idea, 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 song, mm. song, 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 song. I think now I'm really focused on taking all the ideas of all that the good ones, collecting them, and the putting idea. them into that Manchester That's smart. thing. That's cool. That's sort of the way I'm looking You're at it. Smarter than me, yeah. <laughs> but not really. That's just sort of what you do, no? Well, what happens I'm, now? I just figured out a couple of years ago, I realized like I can try to write music in a way. Like I feel like if it's just like what I did mm-hmm. for a while, I was on autopilot. I remember asking you in the basement of a terrible venue in Pittsburgh or something um, and going like, how do you write music? And you're like, I'm like watching basketball and and, and, and and I just sit there and like come up with these like things and that's what I do. I'm playing Xbox and, and yeah, you know. I, that's how I thought it happened for <laughs> right. 20 years and then I realized like, oh, I can try harder. <laughs> right. yeah. But I appreciate that I mean, since like kids and like the sort of grind of it, uh-huh. like I look forward now to being like like, you know, I'm going to go to my space and work on this. Only this, you know what I mean, for a while. Yeah. So what do you do? What's your process? I mean, that's it. It's just not like a... Do you have a room or like a space? I rent that you a go space to? Okay. with my buddy Blake. I think cool. he's here. Um, and it's, I mean, it could be nicer. I wish it was a cabin in Asheville. Sure. <laughs> and I wish I had two weeks at a time. Um, yeah, but it's just like put headphones on. And uh, I guess up until a couple years ago, though, like I didn't know like if a vocal line came to me or something, I thought that was the song. I'm like, oh, cool. This is the song, and now. So you didn't realize you could take that vocal melody line and then improve on it. And, I can, and, I can, or throw it away. Sure. It yeah. yeah. This totally. isn't that good. Yeah. Like I didn't know. I think I just started to understand that with this, this last album. Yeah. Yeah. There's something to like. Um, just because it's your first idea doesn't mean that it's the best idea. It's, In fact, it may not be. Yeah. You know? It may just yeah. be the beginning of how you do it. So like this new American football album, like we all sort of like banged out songs and these are loose structures, songs-ish. And then I would send the guys, I'm like, this is like, how's this sound? And they're like, that's not it. That's like, that's not satisfying. You know what I mean? Or whatever it is. Like I have like a limited vocal range, but it's sort of like, maybe uh-huh. I'll, okay, I'll try it lower. I'll try it like more talking or I'll try right. it like more. But yeah, I mean, there's so many variables and I never even thought about it for 15 years, for wow. real, honestly. Which is to me like I didn't wildly think about, impressive. I mean, I would... Really? Yeah. I'm like embarrassed. I mean, it's you terribly be embarrassing. because you wrote incredible songs I was a, one after the other for years and years. I was a professional musician that whole time and I was terrible at it, yeah. But you weren't terrible at it. You're, you're missing the point that you were writing great songs yeah, the whole time. Was, they were, <laughs> I was writing songs. <laughs> no. They happened. Um, but even like capos and stuff, I'm like, oh man, like old songs. I'm like, why, didn't I, why would I ever have landed on four? Huh. I would write songs. I would find a spot on the guitar. I'm like, Ooh, that that chord sounds so good on the guitar. Capoed at four, and then well, I can't sing there. You know what I mean? Like right. it wasn't even. I didn't, but I didn't know that. Like, so was it now. getting with these American football guys? That no, they're no help. They didn't do it. They didn't challenge you. At it all. was just. A, <laughs> <laughs> this is a personal voyage. Just like a, an awakening in my own head. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a similar moment writing the last Manchester Sorry, record. Guys, I'm joking. The, 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 the bass, the bass players, I always feel the worst for because um, they can't really capo. So yeah. when you're changing things in the yeah. room and go like, let's try it one more up, and then the whole they have to transpose thing it. Is, in, yeah, 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 it's yeah. insane for them. I feel Nate, really in bad for them. He he has some crazy bass tuning, so he's like drop C. It's not even like stand, I don't worry even, about him at all. And here's no, why. I know. Yeah, he's, because he's, fine. he's a genius. Yeah, he's fine. I know. Um, 
I saw Nate play. So Nate mm. ran sound. We, I mean, we were texting a couple years ago. He ran sound for me at, the, at the Bell House in yep. Brooklyn. Um, and I was like, I could tell. I was like, I know this guy. Um, it's like, were you the drummer in Make Believe? Yeah. And I used to go see Make Believe in high school. Make Believe fan. Right <laughs> um, it's a band I wish I was in. That's the one fucking band. They're so good. I'm like, how am I not in the one band that I really like? Yeah. Because I was in all these other bands that I don't like. Because you, know, you couldn't do both. I'm I guessing. couldn't do both. You couldn't do but both. But I could have done something. Um, and I what I mean by merch. both to the podcast crowd is that Nate would play drums mm. with his right hand or whatever it was. And yeah. then he would play Either a Rhodes yeah. with his other hand. Wurlitzer. Wurlitzer, mm. yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> but I remember... Um, it's actually a little story from that show that's pretty funny. Me seeing the make-believe at the Drunken Unicorn. It was probably 16. And your brother walks up. There's two girls standing in the front. And he puts his he hands on both of their heads, like palms them. And I knew these girls. They were from my high school. <laughs> and they were just like, why has this guy got his hand on my head? <laughs> and he took the mic, uh, the mic stand, or took the mic and the, the cord and just did a swift, swift little move around them and started walking back. And they both started getting dragged towards the stage. <laughs> I was like, this is very punk rock. There were, you know, 25 of us in there. Um, but yeah, so... Well, nobody's so, arrested that night, so that was good. And then that also yeah. happened, yeah, sure. Of Could course. be worse. There's Could been be worse, worse. make-believe shows, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Nate has to do all these tunings and, and figure out... He, I mean, he can keep up. He's, yeah, he's, he's a genius, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he seems it. Are you a... Uh, a genius? No, <laughs> nowhere close. No, I knew that. Uh, I was going to ask him... <laughs> You might be a genius. You might be a genius. You might be a genius, man. Nah. I'm waiting to find Neither out. Of us. <laughs> when do you find out? I don't think you ever do. I'm just checking I my think mail. You can proclaim yourself one, mm -hmm. um, but I don't. I don't think if you do that, you ever actually are one. Oh, what if you say you might be? You still, I could possibly be one. I don't think I could. I don't be think one. I'm a genius. I'll tell you this. Uh -huh. I drank a little bit. Um, sure. I think I'm really good at sort of just like. Well, this is a problem, though. My <laughs> wife will argue maybe I'm not correct. Like, I think I'm good at observing things or like reading situations or people and stuff in a way that is how I sort of enjoy writing music. It's mm. sort of just like, I, my process is going to a bar and watching basketball with headphones in and listening to like the demos I made for a month. Really? Yeah. And then I just sort of watch people and make up stories or whatever. Yeah. I mean, wow. but that's as far as the genius goes, yeah. I don't read books or anything. Yeah. Right, yeah. Who I would? I've got time for that, yeah. I'm going to make dinner. I read um, the Jeff Tweedy book. Everybody's read the Jeff Tweedy book. Yeah, yeah. I don't Everybody really, loves it. It's really good. It's really good, It's yeah. really, really good. And I remember I have a Wilco Owen connection because I went to Criminal Records at midnight. Because you used to be able to buy records at oh, midnight. Oh, yeah, on like a Tuesday or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on a Whatever Monday day. night at midnight, you could go get the records that yeah. came out the next day. Um, and so I remember getting Ghost is Born and the ONEP cool. at the same time. Um, but I was reading this, this Jeff Tweedy book, and he's talking about how he's doing lyrics and how he writes songs. And it's like nothing that I'm like doing at all. Um, this is, I had this, this is my drive from Iowa today with my buddy Dan. was telling me about how it's sort of like, uh, he just kind of pieces it together like sonically or something, yeah, right? Yeah, like something not... that he would take uh, like 10, I'm going to do this wrong, but it was like 10 nouns and then 10 vocations or 10 adjectives and 10 vocations and he just tries to connect them together. Um, that's awesome. I mean, he's an actual genius. I just, that is not... I would never do it. I just, that's what I mean. Like, there, I don't know, like, I, it seems so impossible or like music, it's, yeah. I mean, I, I 
project this sort of weight on Wilco songs. Like I'm a big fan. Like, mm-hmm. but that must it's obviously me projecting. Like, it's because he didn't think of that. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know. I can't write like that. Yeah, I'm nothing but jealous of anybody who can do sh- like do shit I can't do though. Like, are you? Oh yeah. You're not like stoked for him and. I, I, no, I, fuck I, him. I, fuck Jeff Tweedy. Yeah. <laughs> what you push me in a corner there? Um, no, good. Like, yeah. that, I love no, that. I'm stoked for him. He's great. He said, "Yeah." I well, mean, fuck him. <laughs> but also, fuck you and fuck like yeah. other creative people. Like, yeah. Everybody's got like you were saying. I play guitar, and but I all I can do is watch, like watch Instagram thirty second clips of these dudes who can play shit that I can't play. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's yeah. Everybody has like what they can do, and then you try to do that. But I'm trying to shave that down in my life, like that that feeling. Like I remember going on tour, co-headlining a tour back in the day with our friends in this band, Cage the Elephant. Mm-hmm. Cage the Elephant's gone astronomical, and they're the they first. They may have opened for Paramore when I saw them. Is Perhaps. that true? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, probably not that show. Okay, I doubt it. Like okay. they're 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 sort of getting there. You know, it's mm-hmm. they're they're about to be arena level mm-hmm. band. But they were the first band that I like. I loved the people so much that I couldn't be wildly jealous. I was actually happy for them, you know. And I could kind of go like, "I'm not an asshole." Like I, <laughs> that came out wrong. I'm jealous and also happy for the person. Of course, like, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. But but there is that other side where it's like, oh shit, they're gonna. Have I mean, I'm you know? so far beyond being jealous. Mm-hmm. You know what of I mean? Like you maybe are. at twenty. Well, there's but... a security about you, even back when I first met you. That was very much like. Don't no, it's just age. It's just I'm don't worry older, about yeah. this. As as for me being a very sort of, I was asking you a lot of questions. I, know I really, I mean, that was my takeaway. Was like, oh, this like young pup. It's so <laughs> yeah. cute. Like he's, you know, obviously like he can sing and he writes awesome songs. I'm like, good for him. And then, you know, fast forward till now, and you're in this wildly popular band, and like uh, well, it's cool. But like I said, like it's supposed to happen for some people. There's a reason some people do it. it there should be like an X Factor or what's the other show? The uh, the other like Fox show. America's Got Talent. There should be like judges that are like, nah, you're done. Like yeah, it's twenty. Over. Yeah, you you wrote some good indie records, and now you're 25. Get a job. Yeah. Right, it's over. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm interested. I would watch that show to see how I were which way it fell at 25. Could have gone either way. You know what I mean? Like, I, do, I mean, I'm like 40, just... I'm almost 42, and like I, a bunch of like people I grew up with, like they're the best musicians I know, but maybe they, it didn't translate to like. Absolutely. There's a lot of dudes can't... who I feel like should have, yeah. should have. It doesn't necessarily it's line up. It's not really stuff, fair. Yeah. No, it's, it's just what it is. How did, it, when you decided, well, first I want to know how did you decide to do American football again? Was there some <laughs> feeling that happened? Um, there was a, uh, uh, our buddy Chase was our manager and he didn't even, or he was doing like, he was managing Owen. Mm-hmm. More just like a friend that we would talk basketball. Because um, he was my first manager ever and right. I'm like, this guy's cool, we can talk basketball. Um, and he just sort of reached out and got offers for American football shows I didn't even know. Amazing. And then sent an email to like me, the label, whatever, like, okay, this, this is, is what the offer. Worth, yeah, right. like this is really, like this could happen. And I remember like, Kind of laughing and forwarding it to the other guy, Steve, that I kept kept up with, but I didn't even like keep up with everybody. I, and I said, I'm only doing it if my cousin Nate can be in the band. I awesome. knew it had to have bass, yeah, and I knew he was the guy I wanted. And then uh, I just remember writing an email like, "Fuck it, let's do this." To Polyvinyl, like, okay, yeah. I mean, but that's yeah. It still is weird. It but over have those years of. Like I remember seeing you play with me without you and Snake across the crown, and people mm-hmm. were yelling like, "Never meant." Do you know those you know? guys? Snake? I do. Yeah, yeah I did yeah. a full tour with them. 
What, what a band. The, yeah, I'm, I know. That's a great example. Of exactly. A, of, of an absolutely... They should, ex, have, they should be... They, Willie. They were a really great band. Yeah, yeah great you guys band. should check it out. They have two amazing albums that are still that on streaming. Another, I like, to, uh, to it's it. sort of like religious. Like it was, there was mm-hmm. something like... It, it felt like church. Yeah, them, yeah. that band was amazing. Um, they were sort of like the band. They sounded sort of like the band. Oh, the band, the band. It, yeah, yeah, the yeah. band, the band. Um, but no, the first time I, I saw you play people were yelling for american football songs mm-hmm. you were going like nah we're not doing that it wasn't even on my radar until and so then years later like did it ever hit you that people were like was there ever an idea no, i mean that this I, was I thought the a, same 50 kids that came to see owen shows liked my old band like it. it made sense wow. um so it was wildly surprising when it hit yes. and became it that's awesome how cool yeah it's cool it's yeah. all i want to do now i mean yeah like now like you said like i kind of want to like I focus on that more because it's more fun to play with those guys. And that's awesome. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the process of the third record? Because I'd like to know. Uh, the same thing. I mean, like it's sort of like I had this awakening. Like you can try to write music mm-hmm. instead of like thinking like, oh, whatever comes out comes out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So we tried. Everybody tried hard, and that's awesome. Yeah, we're proud of it. It's good. Awesome. Yeah. What label is that coming out on? Polyvinyl. We love polyvinyl. I couldn't, polyvinyl's like my parents. Like they were the first people to send flowers when my dad died. Ah. Which is, I don't know any other record label mm-hmm. that you could say that about. Like, yeah, Matt and Darcy, the best. I remember we played your university that you went to school. No, oh, I apologize, yeah. Yeah. Um, Where'd you play? No, we played together. We played. Oh, we, I apologize, was I there? Yeah, I was there. You were there, yeah. Where did we play? In person, for sure. We played like the lounge, the, the cafeteria. Terrible. Oh, cool. did I do U2 covers? Yeah. Yeah, it was the worst, yeah. yeah well, there's... That was that? That was part of that? I was there for that, yeah. Yeah, it was um, terrible. And I remember you saying, because the, the polyvinyl folks were out that night, I remember mm-hmm. you yelling into the back, going like, are you guys still going to put out my next record? <laughs> They're like, yeah, we got you. Um, yeah, they can't, they have to. They just, <laughs> it's I mean, just no it's like, I'm it's their no like, child, yeah. so it's yeah. like, They're you're not going to, you. yeah, you're not going to tell Maisie you, you, you're you not going to put a record out? Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, yeah. You got too drunk and you played U2 covers. Do you remember, I have a couple of memories. Um, I don't know how long we're supposed to talk. I guess it doesn't matter. Um, I think this is fun. Good, Josh, good. Jo- Josh, am I having fun? Also, we can do this without microphones. <laughs> I told my wife to order deep dish, so. <laughs> From where? Luminati's. I have no idea what that means. Um, pizza. Do you remember playing the Rock and Roll Hotel together in Washington, D.C.? It doesn't matter if you remember it. This is what happened in my memory. Um, I was selling merch at the back. I was first to three on this tour, so it was me, Kevin, and then Mike. Uh, and I just heard, Andy! And I like poked my head up. He's like, get my laptop! <laughs> and so I brought his laptop up, and then you showed the crowd a bunch of Shreds videos <laughs> during your set. Oh, Shreds, uh, yeah. yeah. I love your response. Oh, yeah, shreds. That does. That, that sounds like out. something that I would do, out. yeah. And then we played um, Stairway to Heaven together that night on stage, me on guitar. Because what would happen is he I'm would. I'm guessing you sang. No, you sang. But I can't sing that song. You sang it. We might have sang it together. That part's a little. Do it. Go, do it. But the reason we played Stairway to Heaven is because. Can you pick up that guitar and play Stairway to Heaven? I could. Do it, do it. Prove it. I will. This is what happened last time. So what would happen 
at these shows, Mike would would take so much time just fucking around playing certain <laughs> things and people would go like, he's like, anybody got any requests? And people would say, and I remember one, specifically a guy goes, play something we know. And then you started playing Stairway to Heaven, oh. which is an excellent joke. And then you're like, I respect that guy. I did, yeah. yeah. I thought you were very cool. <laughs> I still do. It's true. <laughs> Come on. How far can you get? I think pretty far. This not, is cool. Not well. No. <laughs> Hold on. I don't know if I'm impressed or embarrassed that you know that. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there you go. And then you do the whole... I, yeah, that's sort of it, yeah. So my first ever guitar lesson that I ever took was um, this guy, Nathan Woody, and I was 14 and he said, you can learn guitar, I can teach you two different ways. We can learn the charts and the mm. chords, or I can just teach you how to like play songs, like yeah, the easy happened. way. Yeah. And I was like, that's exactly what I'd like to do. Yeah. Um, and so he taught me Stairway. <laughs> that, that was my it. first ever that's guitar cool. lesson, so that's why I remember that. There is no other song I know how to play at all. I mean, we've really exhausted it here. I feel like you sort of walked us into the, you. You knew you wanted to play Stairway to Heaven. Really? Because it feels I like mean, it was you, the just, only song. you just told me over the and over again that I needed to play it. So my memory was playing. My memory was. I mean, conveniently, that. we played the only song you knew. What are the odds of that? That seems. Let's see if impossible. I can. Let's see if I can do my dumbed down version of an Owen song. Remember this nope. Song? Just between Oh, that's it, yeah. <laughs> you and me. I don't know what I'm doing that's here. That's it, that's it. Oh my God, you can play that standard? I'm so stupid. <laughs> my brother. I've wasted so much time tuning. That's insane. I tip them well and I drink for free. And he takes good care of me. Yeah, he takes care of me. Yeah, you, were, you weren't just playing an A the whole time. You were doing something like this, weren't you? I had a whole it's a fucking whole thing. thing, yeah. yeah. I, had to like, I had to come up with a tuning and then a capo and then like jokes to tell while I'm tuning. And then like <laughs> it was a whole thing. You just blew my mind. Yeah, well, I was just young and uh, sounded like an That song, a. specifically, I know exactly where I was writing those lyrics. Really? That's one yeah. of my favorite songs that you've ever written. Do I would you like do to that? know that. Do you, can you yeah, jump course, back and you know? For sure. Where were you? Uh, the chorus <laughs> I was running home in like a it was like a blizzard at the end of a long night mm -hmm. yeah and then uh, sort of the verse that he takes care of me I was on a tour in Europe with Tim mm -hmm. and sort of and then I, they blended together was the the too tired line that always blew my mind as a kid it's good right very yes <laughs> Very, very it's good. good, but it's also like not that good. It's just no, it's really great. There's the, yeah. the the great double meaning. 
Mm-hmm. Have you? I find sometimes I'll write a lyric and I don't realize that it has a double meaning and that it has a double meaning. Did you? That you, one I were, knew. Yeah. You were aware. <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. curious. How often does that happen to you? Where sometimes you stumble upon it? Yeah. There'll be something where I'm like, oh, that's. It's usually someone telling me. It's like I really love this lyric because oh, it yeah. hit me this way, and I'm like, oh, I had no idea Fuck, that that yeah, was yeah. a thing at all. That um, uh, May song in particular, though, is awesome. Just Thanks. like, just yeah, <laughs> just you. like how you hold a maze. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. There was, a, I like that stuff. Though. Yes. I'm a fan of weird. And oh, it's I, also like for you though. That's what I mean. Like that was for you. Like you, you didn't write that song for like people are gonna think this lyrics awesome or something. Yeah, I don't ever write. Music that's your daughter's for name. And a, um, it's just the performance a, yeah. that I was that I meant earlier that I like do that mm-hmm. thing for. I think it's it's the only way that I'm able to um, process stuff is by. Or it's at least a healthy way that I can put something down that I'm feeling. You know, it's therapy for me yeah. in some way. Okay. <laughs> How about? I mean, should we keep talking or no? I don't care. I'd love it to keep talking. What about like? Uh, well, I was going to get into some that probably you guys cheer, and then I'm going to be like, "How do you manage touring with having like kids in a real life and stuff?" Only because I'm interested because in my band, it's like an issue, and it's like yeah. Everybody has a different way to manage it. So, um, it, it was a big part about bringing Maisie out the first tour that we did, mm-hmm. you know, and also like uh, the way that you guys do it. You put time limits on it, so like there, there, the, the days of six week tours are over, and the mm-hmm. days of just leaving are, are done. Um, when we brought our daughter out on the last tour, she was having just a blast. And I hope, I would, my hope was it showed all the rest of the dudes in the band. It's like, this is something that's I want everyone to be a part of. We want kids to be on. We wish we could afford to have two tour buses so we could have a right. family bus, you know, and, and that thing. And uh, maybe one day that happens. Maybe one day we're on an RV, you know, together. Um, minivans. Sure, minivans. Can you imagine bringing a kid a on a, like, a, a 16-passenger yeah. van? It's a nightmare. Um, but I think it's just, it's about having like an understanding support system around you. I'm really fortunate to have my folks around when yeah. stuff like that happens. If I'm leaving my wife and kids for a, a period of time, I know that my folks can step in and help mm-hmm. for a couple of days. And um, But ultimately it's like what what's is the most timeline? important. What's the longest you guys can? The longest we've done was just recently, it was four weeks. Yeah, um, yeah and it sucks. You feel it, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's awful, yeah. yeah. But then it's also you get home. It's like, hello, good to see you. You know, like my kids are young enough that it's not. I'm FaceTiming ten times a day. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of resentment and regret. I feel like no. that's coming soon. No, there's something that's going to happen. Um, you just—it sounds like you're just going to keep bringing them with. So it's not. I hope yeah. so. I hope I have the ability to. It'd be fun to like. I remember my dad taking trips and stuff, going and preaching at churches, and taking me. And it was like a dad son weekend. We go to like Vancouver because he's preaching at some church and. I love that. Siblings, my sister Mary Alice. Oh yeah, is yeah, married to is married to Robert, our guitar player mm-hmm. and, and main guy. So there's a bit of a family business vibe there. And so they just had we had our son River, and they had their son Charlie, my nephew. Five weeks later to the day, Great. so those boys are going to grow up as brothers, mm-hmm. kind of thing. I can't wait to hear that band. I know. I yeah. can't either. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be like the Temptations, where all the original yeah. Temptations die, but new Temptations it's coming come back up. up. Yeah. It's going to be unbelievable. Um, do you follow basketball mostly? What is, or, or is football a big thing? <laughs> well, mostly I just like do dishes. But yeah, basketball would be second. It, would that be second to dishes? Dishes, yeah. 
And do you do dishes in the evening or do you wait for the morning? Do you need a That's clean a- kitchen before you go to bed? <laughs> do I need a clean kitchen? I don't need to clean anything. Me ever. either. Yeah. I, <laughs> but somebody needs a clean kitchen or, yeah, somebody needs order. So. Understood. <laughs> the dishes podcast. I like this. Um, yeah, I do chores all day. I'm just so like picking up after these kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, this is a whole different topic. Like, I don't know at what point like I'm enabling like you know my daughter's nine like she can kind of do things for herself for sure. but it's like a weird transition to be like now you have these chores you have to do yeah this is shit you don't know like you, you know I'm like a I've been playing in stupid bands hanging out with people mostly stupider than me for like twenty <laughs> years and then all of a sudden you have kids in a family and you like have to like now I'm hanging out with like other adults that are maybe. Uh, more smarter, uh, than, smarter than me, <laughs> or like smarter. just sort of like more in that world yes. more than me, and, and I'm trying to figure it out constantly. We say, my wife says a lot of stuff to my daughter, she'll say this sentence of like, We help you a lot, you gotta go like help yourself. You know, it'd be like, I need help cleaning up the toys. Yeah, you don't need help cleaning yeah. up the toys, you just need to go do it. You have to all do we do it, is yeah. help you non stop all the time. Yes. <laughs> The second we wake up, we I don't heard Amy likes to work out sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sounds, I know. Yeah. Selfish. Selfish. Selfish, yeah. <laughs> Twice a week. Yeah, right. whatever, yeah. Yeah, they uh they need they need a yeah. lot from us. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it's constant. And it is like, I mean, inspiration wise, like that's what you know, like we just announced the record and played like a song was came out. And, you know, we finished this record months ago and stuff, and it wasn't I did, you know, like I come home and we don't talk about it. Of course not. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And then the song came out and, you know, I get a text from Ryan that like I heard, she's like, I accidentally heard your song. It bums me out. Huh. Yeah. And I, so it's like, uh, okay, well, it's literally, you know, based on the English patient. I watched the English patient like 12 times in a row. Yeah. Um, so she took it as. Yeah. About- she just didn't like it. But I mean, it's like, I mean, there's like two different worlds for real. I mean, right. it's like a thing. Yeah. But I don't know if that's normal or <laughs> that's just my thing, yeah. Well, there's certainly moments where you kind of, you realize that when you're putting yourself out there and you have put yourself out there so much over a period of time that then there's, people will think that things are. Yes, that's, I, I get that part of like, it's not fair. Like if people project that yep. it's like autobiographical or something like that's that sucks, sure. Well, especially when you write from such a vulnerable you know, place and, 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 and seemingly vulnerable. There are songs that sure. I've written that are about a car ride and that's it. It's about right. the very beginning and but end of But your job is to thing. make it interesting or dramatic or totally. that's, my, that's my argument. Like I've got to make this, I can't just- Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I can't sing about doing dishes. I got to like make, make it something interesting or something. It has to have a weight. Otherwise, what's the point? Like, I don't know. There is a th- also I say that, but there's like every DJ in the world makes a ton of money and they have so much fun. So I'm obviously I've made the terrible decisions. I should have just been. I like think a we DJ. both have. Yeah, and, I'm fucked and, up. And perhaps we should end there. <laughs> we should do that. Yeah. Terrible. Have you ever had a remix done? Uh, I mean, there's like a lot of memes <laughs> of never meant that are sort of like oh really jokes and stuff. Yeah. That's like a remix. That counts, right? No. I no, mean okay. like a remix of your music. Like has anybody done like a dance remix and never meant? Uh, I don't know. No. You? Yeah, you probably. You're at that level where like... No, we're not really at that level. I mean something... The, I believe... That would be a killer fucking club song. You know what I mean? Like if, like the bass drop, like if it was just like... 
vocals and then right. that'd be awesome. That should happen. I'll do that. How? Well, I got a laptop. I'll do it. I'll do it. We're gonna let's get pizza. We'll do that. Oh my god. This is our night tonight. Yeah. It comes out tomorrow. I met Skrillex once in Brazil. Like Good night. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Skrillex was in Brazil. I did. Yeah, I met him in Brazil. Do you think he's like uh, he couldn't get on a, a stage somewhere right now? Like I met Andy once in Brazil. No. 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 He's like, who was the weird chubby bearded guy I met outside Brazil that was trying? He to used be nice. to be chubbier. Well, remember when? There's a really funny. This is only going to work for uh, wrestling fans, but I shaved my head on that tour. Um, that I was on with Mike and I showed up and he looked at me and went, you look like Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> now, to give you an idea, Bam Bam Bigelow is about 450 pounds, <laughs> shaved head, tatted head underneath the shaved. Um, you shaved it mid-tour. I did. What was going on? What I the don't heck? know. I like to do weird things like that. Okay. You know, just sort of keep it interesting. I just... When's the last time you shaved your head on a whim? Or... The last time my hair wasn't this long. Like I only okay, have a just couple like hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My mom shaves my head. What about head. the beard? I've not had a clean face since oh seven. Yeah. Yeah. Not really interested. I like it. Is your wife interested? Thanks. And you having a clean face? No. No. Oh, she doesn't care. She oh, doesn't want to see it. You know, she saw it once. <laughs> In two thousand seven. That was it. She said, Shut it down. My wife likes my face shaved. Uh huh. I never use like a razor. I shaved it with a razor for our wedding. It was like the first time and I had like broke out. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah, like I was my skin was not used to it. Um, this is shaved. That's as close. Like I don't get that close, but close. I, close I, to close. Yeah, close yeah. to close. I don't like it. Me I'd either. prefer. I'd. I'd prefer a mask. I like a mask. Yeah. Yeah. I like hair a mask. mask. Yeah. Hair mask. Yeah. All right, folks. Um, <laughs> no, let's keep doing it. This is getting good now. All right. Hold on. We should ask Josh, though. Maybe not. Yeah, how are we on time? Hair mask. <sighs> Life mask. Oh, we got like a big clock right here. We do. What, what, I had I wrote like some notes down about songs. I listened today to I Do Perceive a lot because that was okay. that was a big record that I listened to mm. um, right when I met my wife. So I have this distinct memory of like I bought an iMac. Remember the iMac? Yeah. Like, but it was an old clunky iMac, and I, that's I, like like green or turquoise. Or yes, like that exactly. Thing, yeah. And so, and I iTunes had just started, and so I bought the Owen record, and I remember like having conversations with my wife and listening to that album. But Does you, your wife like my music? I do. I'm just kidding. That was hilarious. I think no, that's no, no, the she, funniest thing she, I said. She doesn't all care like, at all. Does um, your wife like your music? Um, yeah, I mean, she listens to us when it comes out. A lot of it's, you know, she's a Does part she, of all Is she of a it. part of the writing process? Like, do you, like, come home and be like, I gotta... Mm-hmm. No. Sometimes I'll get into bed with, like, a... If I, like, just put something on my phone. Yep. And it's, like, 40 seconds, and I'm just, like, it's repeating, and I hold it to my ear thinking, maybe I drank too much. I think only I can hear it, and she's just like, you gotta stop doing that. Yeah. Like, I'm like, no, listen, it's like, awesome. This is gonna be so good. Like, well, yeah. I... Similar, there are moments I had to tell Amy uh, like this year because I re- I realized I was listening to our music way mm. too much. <laughs> you know, like I was listening to mixes and stuff that was coming back, and she just all she saw me do when I was away from the kids was just listening to our music. Yeah. And I had to go like, just so you know, 
I'm not like listening to it's this because I'm stoked yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm You're trying to figure out yeah, what yeah, to do working. next. It's not like an obsessive narcissist. There's a, it's like an Owen albums to edit the vocals because I can't hit notes. Uh-huh. I would go in and like scrub. I in the middle of words, I'd be like, I take like this is on key, and then uh-huh. this one's you know. So I'd have headphones on. I didn't know she could hear it, but it'd be like it would be like. Oh, 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 ah, 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 like soloed vocal tracks, really like banging in my ears, like, well, is that on? And then I'd have like a little like, like a tone, like trying, like, is that on? Is that on? The point, you're laughing because you're like, none of it's on. Like, it doesn't sound like I put any effort into it. That's yeah, not true. And at some point, I think she thought I was fucking nuts. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. No, also, I, she doesn't hear music like that. So she's just kind of like, exactly. Why? What are you doing? Yeah. I heard the opening track off I Do Perceive and I felt like today when I was listening to it now at 32, mm. I understood how they were like, and I could be wrong, but they were sections. Like the intros were sections and they restart and then there's this thing that happens and then, all right, we're now into the verse. First time I ever heard that record, I was never thinking about that. You know, I just Me thought, either. Yeah, this, I don't know. Yeah. But you can tell there's like moments of when you have uh, you come with songs ish. Are they like verse chorus verse chorus? Like who's arranging? Like who's like uh, there's other like voices in the room that are kind of like let's all drop out. You know what I mean? Like who's is that you? Or Normally is that, I'm the I'm the leader okay. of that for you sure. sure. See, it, yeah. yeah, I can. There's something, and it's not like a talent that it's just something I have. Yeah, that but is, you hear it. You wrote it. So you hear what you think. There's something that happens. So there's there's you know a drum part that will happen, and all of a sudden I go like ah we can go here mm-hmm. you know, and then Rob does some keyboard part or guitar part, and I go ah wait a minute mm-hmm. we we follow that over here. Um, but then that's even still the beginning of it. I'm right. a big fan of. Continually working on something. How much of your of your live set is improv or like every night? Like musically, are you is anybody hitting a note that you didn't know was coming? No. Okay. Not on this last tour. This last tour was really based on like almost theater. It's mm-hmm. like let's make because it was a co-headline as well. I was like, let's make 75 minutes yeah, that are like straight. so connected. So it's almost like somebody's watching a movie every night. Mm-hmm. And so if you're able to, you know, watch this moment and and like I was saying to you earlier, what movie? The, <sighs> oh, thank you. Oh. Someone saw it. That's nice. No, um, I haven't seen the movie. I love that song. Thank you. Yeah, whatever you. the first main videos. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. So um, impressive. You have a studio at home or something? That yes. You work in? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yep. Did you do that there? We did. That's insane. That's so cool. Yep, we did. We just finished one um, that's premiering at Sundance this weekend called "The Death of Dick Long." Um, and it'll it'll be a thing. Can you say that in, on the podcast? The death of Dick Long. Yeah, it comes out this weekend. This yeah. podcast isn't coming out this weekend. Yeah, oh, yeah. It'll, it'll already be hated by the time this thing comes out. It'll be fine. Um, but that 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 whole process too of making stuff for commercials. We've done some weird European commercials, and we did we did me and Rob have done some music for like uh, Germany's Home Depot. Mm. <laughs> Which is a really weird commercial. Oh, I'd love this to send is... you a link. It's really bizarre. It was like basically this dad's I'm building the Google house. It, yeah. The house falls down on the child. No. I swear to God. But you know. You know what it's like over there in Germany. Germany. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
<laughs> and then all of a sudden, kids should have known. Yeah, you should. and so they send us this thing. When they send you a commercial, and it's just the footage, it's all dry. There's no music, so it's just brutal. Um, so it's like forty seconds, and they're like, "It's a minute." I wish I could pull it up now and do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And they don't. It's a, like direction. Are they like make it sound like a lot of the direction is like make it sound like all that stuff you did for that movie? Oh, okay. And we're like, yeah, all right, yeah. we'll try our best, you know. And you're like, uh, well, I have this voice, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. And so we we tried our best and. Uh, this director is really a great director, but he could tell we didn't know what we were doing. Like we, we got on this long conference call. He's like, this is your first commercial, yes? <laughs> we're like, yes, it is. We don't know what we're well, supposed to do. Um, he's you like, should well, have been like, you made the house fall on the kid. That's like, crazy, you, yeah. You can't make it be known that the child has died. You know? You're like, I know. No, the dad died. It fell on the dad. That's what it was. What? This so is the a- son, I'll show you the clip after when we get off stage. So it's basically the son rides up to, to this house and the dad is building a house and it's huge. The production of this thing is huge. It's like yeah. a big commercial. They collapse the house. <laughs> and they collapse yeah. the house and the dad is dead and we're supposed to hit with sad music immediately. Kid's like, oh, my dad's dead. Wait a second, dad pops up. He has a wood nail in his nose and he pops out and goes, ha, 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 And oh then God. right then, music's supposed to hit. We're all happy. And then, But they wanted sad music and then it has to move and... All, I can't wait to see this. It's all about notes. I mean, it was a couple of years ago, so it's probably gone now. Um, but there's some way to find it. But yeah, it's... it's Hold on, was, all about notes, like you know how to make it happen. No, it's all about what scoring a movie and doing commercial stuff and, and whatever. It's, it's it, the exact opposite of what it's like mm. to be in a band. It's like you create something, you care about it, and then somebody goes like, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. Change all of this. And you have to put away your pride. Yeah. And you go like, all right. How do we like get deeper into that? That's just a job that? then. That's like, that's... Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're getting paid to do and the, what But then they want. it's cool because sometimes they're really smart and they give you ideas and they're better sure. than your own ideas. So so I thought the Swiss Army Man, that was that something you already had musically? No. No, you came up with it after. No. They, they sent you footage or they, like... No, or, they, so they sent us the script. Um, these were guys who did, we had a song called Simple Math. They directed the music video for that song, Simple Math. Then they went and got accepted into the Sundance uh, Film Lab, started developing this movie. We thought we'd never see him again. We were like, those guys are really great to work with. Mm. We'll never hear from him again. Sent me a random email at the top of 2015. It was like, we'd like for you to be involved with the music on this. Here's the script. Send me the script. I wrote a song, uh, sent it to him the next day. They were like, yeah, would you like to do all the music for the movie? Also, it's gotta all be a cappella. There's no instruments allowed, just Killer. percussion and yeah. voices. Uh, and so we like, I don't know, failed our way forward into the whole thing. Yeah. And a lot of it was like Fantastic. me and Rob making really pretty stuff and them going like, this has to be way worse. Yeah. Which was a really <laughs> weird thing to- Should have called me. To, to, <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, that's that. You enjoy that? I, I do love it because it's opened up my mind to how to work on Manchester records in, in the future. Yeah, of right. Like, you can, in a way, like you realize that you can control, right. And perhaps my initial thoughts aren't correct at all. And maybe mm -hmm. there's other people, they could say like, no, 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 no. And I can go look at that and try and figure it out mm -hmm. instead of being sort of protective about it, which mm -hmm. I was for a long time. The uh, New American Football, the first three songs that I feel like I finished, mm -hmm. none of them made the record. Wow. So I was kind of like, this is awesome, this is awesome. Yeah, let's do this. I was so excited. And then we got further along and then... If they didn't fit. Didn't fit, yeah. They, I mean, for whatever reason, it wasn't my fault. 
No, of kidding. course, no, but it's, it's that thing. Fault. It's, it's uh, yeah. But I thought it was, yeah. But it's, I mean, but it's sort of weird. It's, and it's also like they were done enough where it's like, those are like kids locked in a basement now. Mm-hmm. They're never going to see the light of day because, well, it's like sort of like this happened doing the second one where you're like, well, that wasn't good enough to make the cut on this one. So why would it be, why should we accept it for this one? You know, we should have a higher bar on this one. So I don't know. I don't oh, know if okay. I agree with that. Okay. Uh, so, like, uh, fuck yourself. Go uh, on. Yeah, yeah. And you as well. Um, you know, <laughs> really, well. ultimately, <laughs> I had that mentality for a minute, but then there were mm-hmm. also some songs I thought were really great that maybe just needed more working. And it was just doing that stuff on the soundtrack mm-hmm. and working on these things that I thought, let's bring it back. So, this song we released last year with Manchester called I Know How to Speak was a song that was forgotten. It was yeah. like, it was, it was, an, it didn't make it. Um, and then it made it, and people liked it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I. And really, that's something. Who, were you like champing? Like that was you were like no, no. I thought it was somebody good was though. The label, somebody had to fight the, for the it. Label the label said we need another song. Okay, <laughs> like we need a song in in this year. German you know? Home Depot said we need one more song. <laughs> but it wasn't for the record. It didn't make the album. So no, it was more like they they thought like, do you have any songs that we could mm-hmm. release as a one off this year? And I thought. Actually, this song's really good. I know, yeah. And we should go back and like work on it. Also, like this didn't exist. You couldn't have. That wasn't a thing like ten or twenty years no. ago. Like you couldn't be like, I'll just release one song, and totally. then like it's like a weird like. You just drop it, and it's yeah. But now it is an option. That's good. Well, think about it. Like American I'll Football the record comes out, and you go like, yeah, let's work on that first one that I really liked, and then. Would everyone here be excited if American Football Dude, released a song one, a year one later? One of the songs. Of course they would. I don't know how to play it. I'm not this guy. <laughs> I'll play it. I'll play it. He'll play it, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you tuning and you play it. Oh, what are we going to hear? I got it. I got this one. Yes. That's it. It's catchy, right? Is that it? Are we I done? Think that's it, yeah. All right. Thank you all so much for coming and watching us. Andy, Mike, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. What a fantastic conversation. And Josh, those guys are brilliant solo performers. Yeah, I think this was a really special one. Thanks again to the Tomorrow Never Knows Festival and everybody at Sleeping Village who were so great. Shouts Hunter Corgill over at Sleeping Village for all his help coordinating. This was an awesome event. And listeners, I want to remind you that we are doing so many live events across America and now into Europe that we have added an events tab at talkhouse.com. Keep an eye because we're curating some very cool stuff for Record Store Day. Yeah, and if you like this episode, we've also got an episode with Tim Kinsella, Mike's brother, in conversation with Devendra Banhart. And the guys also mentioned the Jeff Tweedy book in this episode. We've got a great episode with Jeff Tweedy and Broad City's Abby Jacobson you can listen to as well. You can find all TalkHouse podcasts at TalkHouse.com, iTunes, Stitcher, etc. Also, we have started putting up all of our new episodes on Spotify. I want to give a big thanks to our engineers, Joe Darnaby and Greg Obis in Chicago, and Mark Yoshizumi here at Hook and Fade Studios in Brooklyn. Mark is also the TalkHouse podcast's co-producer. Check out the TalkHouse on all your favorite social platforms, and if you go to our website, you can see a couple halfway decent photos from this event. <laughs> The TalkHouse theme music was composed and performed by The Range. Josh, always appreciate you joining me from the Windy City, man. Thank you, as always, for having me. Till next week, I'm Ellie Einhorn. I'm Josh Modell. Peace.